What it do, KTTV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Daily K Podcast. And on today's episode, we have celebrity hairstylist, author, educator, just to name a few, Miss Alicia Monique. How you doing today, Miss Alicia? I am awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Can't complain. I'm yes. here. I, I wanted to say... Thank you uh, for taking some time out of the busy schedule to uh, be here. Um, I know it's a lot going on, and um, especially down in Florida. So, uh, you know, as you maneuver, thank you for that. You know? Thank you so much. Um, speaking of Florida, um, like I say, I know it was rough. So how have you been doing uh, during the pandemic, especially as a uh, stylist or salon owner? Things is going good. I would say as long as safety is first i think we all will be okay but more important down here that's top priority like honestly i don't allow as many people if you are not getting your hair service don't come don't bring no extra folks don't bring no extra people because the cleaning is off the chain <laughs> mm, just just to stay stay regulated and up with the- yeah Wow, I, I doubt it. Regulated just to be like that extra safety precaution, mm-hmm. like just the extra on top of the extra. Yes, yes. And what about you on the personal note and the home front? How have things been going? Things is going good in the home front. I, I must say, if I don't have to go out, I'm not going out. Mm, that's good. That's good. And so as I go through the information, you know, and I just learned more about you. Um, I mean, you've been doing this for a while. And so, I have. Give me a little bit and the audience a little bit of background about uh, your experience in the hair industry. Well, my experience, not not to sound a little dated or old, I should say, goes back about 19, 20 years now. So I've been doing it for quite some time. And I'm, I must say that I realized that I've created a bucket list inside of the industry. And what I mean by that is so many roads that you can go down. There's so many different things that you can do that. Why not try it? So I have worked on film sets. I've worked in, I've been published in magazines. I've taught at trade shows. I've, um, taught with hair companies, traveling with different salon owners. Um, I've taught at a beauty school, um, and so many other things I can't even think of, but I consider it as it's so many things that you can do in this industry. Just do it. Like just create your list of all the stuff that you've always wanted to try and just go try it. Push, kind of shove. Don't do it and do something else. There you go. And do something else. As long as we're alive, it can be fixed. It uh, sure can. <laughs> so that's good there. Like you say, the, the trade shows and that's where. Is that like the competitions where they be cutting on the stage and then they get through and they do like that or something? Oh, yeah, I did that, too. Okay, so at the trade shows, I've competed in competitions and I've been at the booth where I've taught different hair extension techniques. I'm currently in a class now where I teach um, salon management, salon business classes and hair product development classes. So that's everything that has to do with a show it's like when you go to a trade show i am curious as to not what new products are or what new things are coming out i'm more curious as to how they do that how they get up there how they get over there who did it who put this together so just putting on a different hat when you step into different arenas and not just looking at it for face value but trying to get behind the scenes like how they get back there 
who the camera guy, who the light guy, how he get up there. Like, that's me. Yes, but that that is what makes it so awesome, and that is what's keeping you so relevant. Like you say, twenty years in the game. I mean, that inquisitiveness of of okay, what's this new thing? What's happening here? How can I move to this? And so I think that how that's how it has to happen. You are deciding years ago. You said I'm gonna put up the shop, and I'm gonna move out and start just coaching businesses. How did that happen? Like, was it one moment where you said, okay? this is it and I'm, I'm transitioning or how did that go well my husband's retired military now and when we moved to our last duty station we wanted to own a salon not knowing how long we're going to be there we consider that as our last place like our last stop we're not going anywhere else this is where we're going to live so i opened a salon while i was there um it was in a military town not a small town but a pretty decent sized town in order to get your feet wet in the salon business and when I opened it up, I, you know, just opened it up like everybody else do. Just become a booth rental salon, make it quick, easy, get everything up and running. And then I realized, like, wait, wait, hold, hold tight. It's other ways to do this. Like, there are other salons out there that's doing it differently. Let me go do it differently also. Um, and I tried that. And one of my main goals when I opened the salon was to become a six-figure salon and to help other stylists open salons. So I was always on the stylist side of helping stylists grow because I had a salon. My main thing was if a stylist worked with me, I never wanted them to work with me forever. They always had to move on and do something bigger than what I can offer them. And me knowing that I had a part in that journey. So when one of my stylists, she moved, I helped her. She called back scared. And I'm like, why are you scared? Like, what are you talking about? You saw me do all of this. What are you scared about? Like, just send me a snapshot of your salon license. And when she did it, I was like, okay, I can help stylists. And trying to help stylists shut down the salon, I'm like, I help stylists be able to build a team. Moving six times military scratches is nothing new to me starting over from the beginning. Um, most stylists move from a city and take their clients with them. I moved from state to state and I started all over again. So I was always interested in helping stylists grow. But stylists run into difficulties with the salon owner where they will always come back and say, well, I talked to the owner and she said this. I talked to the owner and she said this. And I'm like, well, that's not how it should be. It should be like this. And they're like, well, that's not what she said. She said this. I said, you know what? Let me cross over. Let me help the salon because I can't help the stylist because the stylist is fighting with the salon. So let me flip it. And that's how I ended up being on a salon coaching side. Wow. And so with that comes the, the uh, I guess you could say the egos now. Because at first you was helping the salons, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get what you get because you're the pro. But now you come in with the owners. And so then, like, as you got ready to transition to that, what are, like, some of the challenges? Or maybe it was one big one. And how did you overcome that challenge? Well, the challenges with the salon owner is that they don't wear salon owner hats. They wear stylist hats because we, we all are stylists first. That's what we went to beauty school to. I mean, to learn. We went there to learn how to do hair, and that's what we know. But when you step into owning a salon, that's a whole nother ball game. That's ownership. That's entrepreneurship. That's small business. That's another hat. That has nothing to do with you curling hair, styling hair, coloring hair. Like that's a whole nother animal. And the biggest thing is is getting stylists to put on a different hat. Like I need you to go put on the big girl draws. You can keep the panties on and be creative, but I need you to flip it. 
And that has been the hardest struggle in order to get them to understand that businesses have systems, businesses have structure. And once they establish those, then the whole team wins. Now the stylist is winning. As long as the stylist can do hair, she can make money because this is how the salon operates. The stylists that, that work with me, I, to this day, they come back and be like, man, I can't find a salon to work in. And I'm trying to tell them how to find a salon. They're like, ain't no salons like here. It's no salon like that. I go to this salon, I get this. I go to this salon, I get that. And I'm like, man, if the salons can just get it together, the stylists would be okay. Like, the stylists wouldn't have a problem with me helping salons if the salons would just get it together. And that's, I guess that's the only factor that's outside of the circle of influence is just actually doing it. Like, you can always right. lead them to it. Well, right. I can't, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like that show, Boy. Well, I remember Boy Rescue when they go in and try to fix the business. But then if they don't keep it up, we had one in Houston. Um, they was on as soon as it happened. Like, it was, oh, this big place. But they didn't keep it up. And it still ended up closing down. So, like you say, you can lead them there. And so, as we think about all of the the stylist because uh, one of my close friends is a barber you know and so the barbershop was closed for a while through the pandemic mm -hmm. uh but now so we got businesses that are really low how do they get back together um as far as bringing back in the clientele building back up the money and resources um but then we got people who now say coming out of this i think i want to do this because like you said on your page they see that this is something that's needed so on your site, what type of services uh, do you offer? Um, and do you cover something for both of those uh, paths? I cover business, first and foremost. It doesn't matter if you're in a barber business, the salon business, the nail business, the spa business. It's all business. If you're a Walmart, a Target, a Starbucks, you're still a business. And all of that runs on the same business entities. You still need accounting. You need financing. You need marketing. You need ma money management. You need time management. All that's on the same stream. And right now, I'm so happy we at this time. Because now, as professionals, we can work smart and not hard. We don't have to get up at 6 a.m. and lead a salon at 5 a.m. and get an hour and come back. We don't have to have three nine o'clocks and four ten o'clocks and, and, and ten eleven o'clocks and everybody from nine o'clock still sitting in there at two. And and it's a whole load flowing in right now. So right now is the time for you to look at your services. I also I have um, digital classes where I teach you on how to find your ideal client. We need to know who we want to service. I always say I don't serve everybody can't sit in my chair. It, it's the honest truth. But when you understand who you service, then trying to make up money is not a factor because you know who belong in your chair. You know how long it takes you to service them. You know exactly what a client need before they come in. So, for example, you could come in and say, look, I want a basic cut. Well, you know, this man coming in, he has a beard. He has a mustache. He needs some extra grooming, not just the cut grooming is the new thing. So if you just shift a little bit to a more luxury service, which I talk about a lot, more of a luxury service, because that's what people want. Look, don't just chop me up and send me out the door and I got all these cuts and nicks and clippers is dirty and, you know, <laughs> things like that. If you just, right, mm -mm, nah, we don't want that. 
So if you just step it up a little bit to providing a more of a luxury service, you've already made that income up. For one, we coming out of quarantine looking rough. Like, yes, we need some real growth. Our maintenance we've been doing to ourselves is just not working anymore. You need some, you need that, you need to lay back in that chair. You need some steam treatments. You need all of that. And if you provide, yes, if you provide those type of services right there, then you'll be able to still make money and even more money post, I mean, pre-quarantine. So on my site, you can get all the digital products that you need. Finding and building your ideal clientele. I teach you how to do uh, promotion sales and specials for every salon owner. I teach you how to brand your business, how to build a clientele using Facebook pages. Um, I teach you how to operate as a booth rental salon. doesn't matter who, what booth you rent out to, whether it's a nail tech booth or barber booth. It's still a booth regardless. I teach you... Um, how to lay out your contracts. I actually have a book for you called the salon forms that have every piece of paperwork you need for your business. So I did the thinking for you already. Uh, all you got to do is, is download it. You can get it digitally or you can get the hardback copy, print it out, fill out your information. Everybody sign it. You follow it away. The exact same forms I use to run my business. That's, that's the plan. So this is the question. As you grow these businesses, as you move around to speak at different things, how do you find the time between running your business and helping, like, as you go out and, and you're gone for, like, days at a time? How does that work? It's time management. If I know I have to be gone, first of all, it's planning. What most of us should be doing, we look at a schedule. We keep a schedule. We plan. I tell all my salons, just like you have an online scheduling system where your clients book appointment at 10 o'clock. You should have it in there where they can't book at 12 o'clock because you're taking a lunch. I'll have it blocked out for a whole weekend where I'm going to teach a class, which means my private clients get taken care of before I leave. They know I'm leaving and they know when I'm coming back. I also let them know, look, I'm be out of town. So when you can always message me. That's not a problem. They have my perfect my, uh, my text number for me. If you work privately one and one, I have a membership where I have a forum where they copy in a forum. I will get back with you within 24 hours if I'm not going anywhere. If I'm somewhere you got to give me 48 hours, but I promise you I'll be there. So it's all, it's all time management. Man, dude. It's so amazing. <laughs> That's good. So now what's next for the Alicia Monique brand? What's next? Well, I have a plan for 2021. I want to open another salon. Um, midway through 2021, I have a second salon. And I also have in the making of developing my own hair product line. Yes. So then 2021 is, is about to happen. Man. And the, 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 the thing is, each time you get to do this, it only gets better because you learn so much in between. Exactly. Exactly. And then not even that, I give it, I give it back. So why it, it, the information is out there. I tell everybody the information is out there. It's just a matter of how many hours you're going to spend gathering this information and who you're going to listen to. You do have to do that if you do nothing else. And I believe you got the right information, Miss Alicia Monique. Thank so, you so much. What is the contact information if I want to get with you, get coaching, website, all that good stuff? 
You can always find me at AliciaMonique.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Everything is Alicia Monique. Wherever you see a blue jacket, that's me. I agree. I, I was lucky enough to get like the KTTV for all platforms and the website. So that's nothing like that. Hey, <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, amen. A little branding tip out there. Make sure everything is is one across the board. And that's all. That's it. Thank you. Thank you for today and spending some time and talking to the audience. Um, I look forward to hearing about the shop when it opens. So please come back and talk to me about it. I definitely will. This is KT for KT TV signing out. 100.